Hello sports fans and welcome to another episode of Just Sports and in today's episode we're going to be talking about the NHL and specifically we're going to be mainly talking about the NHL All-Star Weekend and a few other topics as well in the NHL. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the MVP and the future of the NHL and best teams as well. So with that in mind, let's get started and we're going to first uh, talk about the NHL All-Star Weekend. And uh, we're going to have that going on February 1st, 2nd, and the 3rd. And so we'll have four teams. Each team will have a celebrity captain. And I think it's a pretty neat idea to include a celebrity captain to get more eyeballs on the sport. That doesn't hurt. Uh, The good thing, too, is the NHL has pulled together celebrities that have some connections uh, with the NHL. So for, so the celebrities that are going to be, uh, the celebrity captains for the NHL will be Justin Bieber, Tate McRae, Michael Buble, Will Arnett. Uh, Justin Bieber is actually an investor in TMRW Sports. Uh, it's like a, um, investment kind of firm more or less in sports. Uh, so he's been a part of that. Michael Buble is actually a part owner of the Vancouver Giants hockey team. Uh, Tate McRae, she has a brother named Tucker who's actually playing in college hockey is my understanding. Uh, So they all have, you know, some sort of connection. Uh, Will Arnett, I don't think has any kind of ownership or or sibling or any of that playing, but he's done several other things, I believe, around the NHL and some other hockey stuff. Like uh, I think he's been like a master ceremonies or uh, some type of, um, you know, celebrity presenter or something like that at other other events is my understanding. So they all have had some connection prior uh, to NHL or hockey, uh, which is pretty neat. And then uh, as we go through this, so we're going to have a special guest that will assign the last four players to each team. Um, I haven't heard. I think they're trying to keep that secret. So that'll be interesting as well. So uh, you know, they're trying to do a lot of things here to, to keep the interest in the draft. And then at the end of the draft, Professional Women's Hockey League, the PWHL, which is fairly new, is going to play a three-on-three after the draft. So that should be fun for anybody who uh, wants to be a fan of the Professional Women's Hockey League. Uh, I think it would be great to, you know, get some of these really great female players. Um, I know, like, University of Wisconsin has had – a uh, really good hockey team for a long time. And they've had several players that have wanted that. And I know there's been some other colleges too. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how that goes and how that gets uh, some fan interest as well. But overall it should be a fun experience for hockey fans. I think maybe draw a few sports fans eyes. Uh, let me know, you know, I'd be interested to see what you guys think about this, uh, how they're doing the all-star draft. Um you know, with all these different events and things going on and with the celebrities as well. Uh, and then the NFL won't be doing anything that weekend and neither, and the NBA won't be doing a whole lot either. So especially as far as TV wise. So they picked a good weekend to do that. Uh, it'll, you know, allow people that are taking a break from other sports, maybe to focus in on the NHL draft a little bit. And then on February 2nd, we have uh, the skills competition, which is something that I, no matter what sport, I always find intriguing and entertaining. Um, it, you know, these guys are athletes for a reason. And uh, the number of things that even like a goalie could do or that, you know, a guy that you see on the ice who scores a lot of points can can do instead. And like you just 
we don't always get to see exactly how talented they are, they are in other things. Well, this will give them a chance. And then it'll be 12 players will compete, and I'll get to that here in a little bit. But 12 players will compete, and the players choose four of the six inventions in which to compete. And then the lowest scores are eliminated. So I think it's pretty neat that the players actually get to choose the, which of which of which of four of six events they want to do because it's kind of like you know they get to pick what they think they're the best at and can be better at than anybody else in. Um, then it'll go down to eight players, and they will compete in a shootout, and uh, they'll get to choose their goalie. So not exactly sure. Uh, you know, how many goalies will be available for them to choose from, but they'll get to, I guess, choose whatever goalies from whatever goalies. And then the lowest two scores eliminated and final six players compete in ops, of course. I'm guessing since there will be, what, probably, you know, at least two on each all-star all team that they would get to pick from a total of maybe four goalies, but I just don't know who all is going to be available. So it may just only be a choice between two, but... And then the six players compete in an obstacle course, which should be really fun. And the skill games that they're going to do that they can pick from. So there's the the first six they could pick from is fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling, one timers, passing challenge, and accuracy shooting. And then so they can pick four of those six in which to compete in first. Um, and then uh, then the NHL shootout and then the NHL obstacle course uh, for the final six. Uh, and then, uh, so, you know, I, again, I think skills competitions are, are really good and all, but some of the pros to me when I was breaking this down is it should be fun to watch players choose what they think are best in, like I said, and compete against the others who, again, they're picking what they think they're best in. Um, the variety of events should be entertaining. So, I mean, like, obviously I'm, I'm kind of curious how they'll do fastest skater if they will have people kind of go around the rink you know, almost like a, a relay race kind of thing um, and can record their own time or if they'll have them all lined up and skate to the other end and just see who gets there the fastest. Kind of kind of curious to see how they'll do that. Uh, hardest shot, you know, I think that's kind of one of those things where um, you just put them in certain situations or whatnot. Stick handling, one-timers, passing challenge. I think passing challenge is kind of neat to think about because, you know, it, just like in any sport, passing is kind of taken for granted. Uh, accuracy shooting, that'll be kind of interesting to see. I mean, we always think about guys just slapping the puck, but there's so many nuances that go into being able to do that. Uh, so that'd be kind of cool to see who can hit certain targets and whatnot in the accuracy shooting. Uh, and then it'll be an, a, exciting to see the obstacle course where that comes out of. Um, and then I think Toronto, you know, should bring lots of energy to event. I mean, Hockey's been real big in Toronto for years and years, so I think the crowd there will be good, which will help that out. Uh, some of the cons to this, though, I think it's harder to watch if you're an NFL fan who won't have a member of your team participating. Like I said, there's only 12 players. And if, you know, for example, I'm a Predators fan. If a Predators player is not in amongst the 12, which he's not, it makes it a little bit harder for me to, to want to watch it. So I – I wish they kind of would do a full tournament with a representative from each team, but I know that makes things longer, but still I feel like they really should do that. And then um, I don't know why this is probably okay. I'm going to go on a little rant here. So, you know, if you want to skip my rant, probably jump ahead a, a few minutes here, but 
I'm going to go on this rant for a second. One thing about hockey, and I've never grew up around hockey that much. Like, just didn't have it growing up in Tennessee. And you had, like, one, maybe two rinks in the whole state when I was growing up. Um, so it just wasn't really a thing. But I've talked to a lot of people who did grow up in hockey. And almost everybody I know that grew up in hockey, at some point in their life, didn't couldn't afford necessarily to go to the rink. So they would put on whatever gear, heavy coats, pad up. You know, they might be able to afford like some cheap hockey stick or something like that. And they'd either take a little round ball or they'd manage to get a puck. And they'd go out in the icy streets, icy driveways, and play hockey. Well, a lot of its roots comes from that very kind of thing. Like uh, bandy is like a stick and a ball, like a round ball, rubber ball kind of thing. And not, and, and it is on skates. And then there's uh, some other things like field hockey kind of stuff, you know, but all these things kind of started off before actual rinks and, you know, what we know as ice hockey now today. And I would love to see the NHL sort of incorporate this and have something either right before the all-star game or even right before the skills competition. Maybe, maybe this could be done after the drafting pick an outside venue and go do a hockey thing, you know, go, go back to the roots a little bit here. As a matter of fact, I'd love to see some sort of fan sort of thing where, where they could do some sort of, yeah, I don't know, lottery pick fan draft pick, something like that and have fans compete on like an ice uh, surface outdoors. I don't know. Maybe it's too much liability, but you know, or even if it's players or something that, that want to volunteer to do it, I don't know. But I just feel like something should be brought up in from its past, from its roots, and include that. I think it would be very much exciting, you know, to that and bring something not only historical, but just just something raw and authentic almost to it, you know. Um, but I just feel like they should give a nod to a sport like bandy and and some of those other, you know sports that kind of had its roots um, before ice hockey. So at any rate, that's just kind of what, again, what I think, um, you know, is a little bit of a con is that there's nothing that kind of brings it back to that, that baseline, but overall it still should be a fun event. I think there's a lot of things they're trying to do to make it a fun event, but um, you know, it'd be February 2nd should be a good day to watch. And then February 3rd, is the all-star game same format since 2016 two round 3v3 tournament style seems to work pretty well they've been doing it now for you know since that time so uh, i don't see them changing that i think they'll stick with that as, as long as it tends to do well and uh that's that for the all-star weekend i think it'll be kind of fun if you're a hockey fan it I mean three days of watching stuff go down so you know i'd be curious to get you guys thoughts on that if you want to chime in as always you can go to our facebook page uh just sports with john and make a comment or something there about that and now we're going to move into what are the best teams right now so this is this is kind of tough um i've been reading a lot of things talking a lot of a couple people and uh just hard to pinpoint who is the best right now so instead of picking the one best a uh, couple that i seem to think seem to be kind of like the best overall is new york rangers Vancouver Canucks, Winnipeg Jets, Boston Bruins, and Colorado Avalanche. I have a hard time picking any one right now. Um, if anything, I'd probably lean a little bit towards 
maybe the Canucks or the Jets, just because I feel like their teams are pretty solid. They're not relying on any one guy, kind of like Bruins are. Um, Avalanche kind of has one guy that's really driving them a lot. Uh, Rangers are in that mix, but I'd probably go Canucks and Jets right now um, as, as probably the best teams overall. And then um, MVP. And this is another one where we kind of have several different guys and it could easily change over the course of the rest of the year here. Uh, but the three that I'm going to bring up are Nikita Kucherov. I'm probably saying that all wrong. I apologize. And then Nathan McKinnon. Uh, so Kucherov is of the Lightning and McKinnon is of the Avalanche. Um, Kucherov may need his team to make the playoffs in order to win that thing. Uh, I mean, McKinnon needs to stay consistent to get the Hart Trophy. So either either one of those, I feel like, very well could. Um, but, you know, it may be a little tougher for Kucherov if his team doesn't make it or they start to falter. And then there's David Pasternak, who, you know, when I was talking about the best teams, I was kind of saying, like, one team not relying on one guy. Well, Pasternak, to me, has a good chance to win the Hart Trophy because he's just having a season. He's just having an amazing season. And if it wasn't for him, you kind of got to wonder just how good the Bruins would be doing. Oh, excuse me. So that's one thing that uh, I think could definitely lean in his favor if he can continue to do that and, you know, kind of be dragging his team into the upper echelons like he's doing. Uh, that could go a long way for him winning our trophy. But what do you all think? I mean, I did see a couple other names out there that you could throw out there. So, if you know, if you want to chime in on that, let me know. And then uh, going to the you know, NHL as a whole and talking about its future. You know, there was a time when the NHL was sort of like the uh, just a mean like, it's, yeah, it's a major sports. That's pretty much always been a major sport, but it's sort of like the little stepbrother or something like that, that you just ignored, you know, uh, a lot of people just didn't pay it much mind for years and years. And they had a couple strikes and things that just kept it from being in any kind of prominence. And, uh, it's actually in probably one of the best spots. It's been in a long time. I mean, granted it, it, they're coming off a little bit of the, uh, COVID issues, players owing them money, things like that. But they're in a good spot. They're getting that paid back. They're having growth. Um, and they're having stability. It's probably the most stable with the ownerships and stuff that they had in a long time. Um, there's even been, according to uh, Gary Bettman, the commissioner, there's even been a renewed interest in cities wanting to bring hockey to their city, uh, wanting the NHL to expand. And it sounds like Bettman and the NHL uh Owners and commission, you know, owners and board right now understand that it's not the time to do that. They want to get more stability, more equity and things built up on their league. And it makes a lot of sense. They're in a good spot. They've got people paying attention. Um, <clears throat> they haven't had a lot of labor strife or anything like that going on. So, you know, then they're working off this um, player debt, getting that back, whatever, you know, and once that gets taken care of and if they're still in a good spot, they might even be able to think about that. And they survived the COVID shutdown. I mean, that was to me out of all the leagues, that was probably, that probably was the league that was going to have the biggest challenge was the NHL and how investors and owners and people would react and, and what would happen there. So they survived that and they're able to uh, keep going and, and, 
you know, have a plan and to go forward here. And it just seems like they're in the most stable position that they've been in years. And that's a big thing, I think, for the NHL to say. And I think it's good that they're taking a cautious approach to expansion while also listening to what these cities and people in these cities say when they say they want the NHL there because it's also opportunity for them to market NHL, even if there's not a team there. And uh, that's, you know, in the world of sports business administration, like that's you can't ask for anything better than than people who don't have something of what you offer to want to uh, ask more for that, you know, to want to uh, speak out and say they want you there. So that's that that's a good place to be in. And I think they'll be, I think they'll be fine as long as they continue to grow their game and grow it in a sense that they're focusing on youth and focusing on, uh, you know, keeping their, their league with parity and teams that, uh, you know, like, like the predators, for instance, that, um, don't worry about what other sports teams in their market are doing. They just focus on their branding and, I think it'll be a good thing. So anyway, that's the um, that's my take on the NHL. It'll probably be a while before we revisit the NHL. Um, probably once we get around the playoff time, I'll do another thing on that, start breaking down some, some playoff teams and whatnot. But for now, that's the NHL, and that's our podcast today. Remember, you can get your Just Sports podcast on redcircle.com, Amazon Music, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. If you would like to get in touch or make a comment, you can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com groups, Just Sports with John. We would like to hear from you and let me know what topics or what sports you might want me to cover. I appreciate your feedback on that. And I also appreciate you all listening to Just Sports and remember to share us with others. Now go out and be the best sport you can be.